0: Welcome back. This is Back from the Brink. I am Todd Brinker. Happy Monday to you. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. This is episode 198. No, no, it's 199. We're almost at the 200th episode. It's just around the corner. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll be celebrating. We'll have a party. So what's going on in the world today? Impeachment trial solidified views on Trump conviction. There's a poll on ABC News. Uh, Widespread vaccinations in the U.S. won't come until the summer. Here's what's been driving down COVID cases so far. Oh, never mind. Here's Aaron. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: Yeah, am I crazy or is it really cold out this morning? <laughs> it is
1: it is it is chilly. And it's it's chilly. It's my reading on my car is 44 degrees.
0: Yeah, I believe it. I um I actually took a break between the radio show and the podcast to go get some sweatpants and a and a and a sweatshirt cuz I was chilly even sitting here in my shack, which I usually, you know, I keep my shack kind of cool cuz it's got computers and stuff in it, but um uh for whatever you know I mean it's, it's, it's not impervious to the fact that outside is really cold today so it's a little cooler in here and, and you know my incredibly humongous commute was freezing <laughs> those 20 <laughs> steps those 20 steps from the door to the to the shack out back studios were, were cold <laughs> I'm like that little wiener dog you know I'm looking outside going I think I'm pooping inside today uh, which is probably a good thing being a human being
1: Yes, you don't want to get arrested.
0: Yeah, the neighbors appreciate it. On those days <laughs> where I decide to poop inside, and they you really know, do. I
1: have a question. Yeah. So, if you if you um, are urinating in public, you can you know and are convicted of doing that, you have to register as a sex offender. But if you're a homeless person using the sidewalk as a toilet, that doesn't happen. Or there, uh, yeah. Why is
0: that? Selective incarceration.
1: Yeah, yeah. How is that okay?
0: Yeah. It's like, so if I poop and then lay down next to it, I'm probably all right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we need a law enforcement officer to ask that question. It's like, how come? Why is it. You know, I, I, you know, I think that there is a lot of um, uh, selective enforcement of laws. There really is. You know, it's I mean, it's up to the the officers. But, uh, you know, it's like we said with Britney Spears the other day. It's like, you know, Britney Spears has basically been under house arrest for 13 years with people deciding everything for her. And yet there's people walking down the street talking to crowds that aren't there. And and we're told, oh, sorry, we can't do anything with that person because they have right to do that. That we can't yes. we can't put them under some sort of confinement. You know, and it's like, well, why? Because they're not making millions of dollars standing in front of crowds for somebody. You know, I mean, yes. Well, why? Yes, that's just, you know, that's a choice. Yes, that's it makes a choice no sense
1: to me.
0: Yeah. I heard an interesting story the other day about, uh, you know, there was a a bunch of sports people debating who was the biggest winner of all time, whether it was Michael Jordan or, uh, or uh, Tom Brady, and one certain gentleman who's still with us decided to uh, join the fray, Bill Russell, who won 11 championships in 13 seasons, <laughs> said... Um, oh. I I I realize y'all young, but uh I did a little winning. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Holy moly. Now were those all as a
1: player or some as a coach?
0: Uh well two of them were as a player coach. He still played, but he was also the coach. So he was he had the double responsibility of coaching as well as playing, uh, for two of the years. And they don't have those anymore in the NBA, but Bill Russell did that. Uh so, you know, uh nine championships as a player exclusively and two as a player coach that's really hard to argue with you know 11 out of 13 seasons he played he was on a championship team
1: who did he play with
0: boston celtics Celtics of the 50s and 60s. Um, now, a lot of people will say, well, that was before the modern era of the NBA, and he played in a league that was smaller, and it was before salary caps, so Boston could throw a lot of money at it and bring the best players there, and blah, 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 blah. He was a champion 11 out of 13 times. And I'll yeah, tell you, I, you know, good, I, I'm a Laker fan, but I, I all props to Bill Russell. I mean, he is one of the greats, and clearly, by any count, the biggest winner in professional sports in the united states in in the history of sports you know now others have had great achievements but if you're just saying you know who's the biggest winner 11's better than six eleven's better than seven you know it's simple math so uh so he beats out uh uh jordan and brady uh in that area so yeah but you know i
1: gotta i gotta be honest i i think those conversations are all kind of stupid I mean yeah I mean these guys are are amazing they are the very best of the very very best
0: absolutely absolutely you know I mean well somebody who says oh well that wasn't the modern era of the NBA well Tom Brady plays football I mean they're not even the same sport Jordan and Brady I mean so you know you're making comparisons that don't make any sense anyway so if they're not going to make any sense then at least go with the guy who has the biggest number of wins I mean you know I mean come on you know
1: too many too like, many
0: of your... Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, it reminds me of people sitting around, well, if the Marvel, Marvel Universe can kick the DC Universe's backside, you know? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. To me, it's, it's about that stupid.
0: Yeah. A lot of hypotheticals out there, you know, and I think it's just, you know, these are the type of arguments for people who like to, to argue, you know? And when I say argue, exactly. I don't mean like, you know, fistfight arguments, but just like to have, a, you know... Basically, it's a like game, you know. Yeah, this is this is yes. you know sitting at the barbershop going, "Oh yeah, Rocky Marciano would have taken out Ali, you know, or he would have been beat right up until the end where he knocked him out." You know, there was that always that argument. I think there's a thing with sports people too is that you always tend to overestimate the current stars and under the ones that are that were you know playing during your lifetime when you were growing up or that are current versus the ones that played before you because you didn't see them play you know you didn't cheer for them you weren't emotionally invested so you know i mean uh bill russell retired before i was old enough to pay attention to the nba Um, so it's hard for me to wrap my head around how good he was you know i mean we talk about how good all these players are and just watch their numbers and stuff um do some comparisons there's a you can do uh like basketball players if you do a basketball player name versus another basketball player name search there's a uh, a site that does a comparison of their stats and so it'll pop up and you can go and look and compare stats Elgin Baylor was phenomenal he was Michael Jordan before you know a a, a generation before Michael Jordan um and and he played like the first 10 games of the 72 season with the Lakers and then he retired um, and that was the the season they won, and so they, he played a few games, and so they gave him a ring uh, for that year, even though he wasn't playing by the time they got to the finals. Um, but you know, if you look at his numbers, Elgin Baylor was phenomenal. I think you know, I mean, he, an argument can be made that he was, you know, one on one probably the best player in in the history of the of the game, and yet nobody ever brings him up in the conversation because he he you know, why? You know he didn't win. Uh, he didn't win uh, championships,
1: but beyond that, merchandising like crazy is a modern phenomenon. You oh know, yeah, they didn't. You know, all the shoes and the sports drinks and the. I mean, merchandising back then was a Wheaties box. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there wasn't the promotion of the no, sports right. star like there was, like there is now.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're still wearing Air Jordans today. Those—that's a line of exactly. shoes that are, you know, you're right. Yeah, they could have been Air Baylor's if you know, back in the day, but if, but if nobody had born made those at a tie-ins. Time, yeah, right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, you know, um, it's it's. Um, it's it's difficult to compare eras of of sports and it's difficult to compare across multiple sports and you know like you said these you just appreciate the phenomenal athletes for what they are and say well you know I'm glad I got to see what I got to see some of them yeah. were uh were amazing so did just to stay on sports just for a minute i know you just love that because you love sports so much um jj watt one of the top defensive players in the league for the last few years has been released from the Houston, um, uh, uh, excuse me, Texans? Uh, Houston Texans. Yeah, they uh, agreed to part ways. JJ didn't want to stay there anymore, and they said, "Okay, fine." Um, and so he is now a wow. free agent, and talking to people. And apparently, one of them, much to my joy, is the Packers. So, um, so they're going to have some conversations with JJ Watt now. He um, has led the league in, in sacks and in computer, or in, computer, in, uh, in uh, quarterback rushes and stuff. So, I mean, I think, you know, you add him to any defense and that defense is automatically better. So, um, you know, good luck to whichever team lands him. But I hope it's the Packers. That would be awesome.
1: I wonder what the story is on the Texans. Was he, did he just not get along with the coaches? Did, you know, did he have a personality issue with lots of different players? Because sometimes a person can be so disruptive that they really um, create a problem for the team. I wonder if he was one of, one of those.
0: There's something rotten in that, in that group right now because uh, they traded away their best number one receiver at his request. Their quarterback has said he wants to be traded. And now JJ Watt has left Uh-oh. the team. Wow. So there is something, and they and they changed out their general manager and they changed out their coach. Um, they fired general manager and coach over this season, and the quarterback and JJ Watt both still want to leave. And Watt got his wish. Um, so I, there's something going on there, and I don't know whether it's a the the players don't have respect for the owner or they don't have respect for other people in the organization, or they just don't like the way things are going. I I don't get it. I don't know what it is. It hasn't been publicly reported is specifically what is causing these guys. And none of them have said specifically, I don't you know, why I don't want to be there. At least if they have, I haven't seen it. Um, But yeah, there seems to be an exodus of talent from there. And, uh, and I think they're just all tired of having like talent in it, not going anywhere um, and being squandered. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So on a different take, um, there have been several uh, uh, suggestions that, you know, if this year because of COVID you made less money than last year, that you should file your taxes right away, especially if you happen to be near the border of what will or won't get the stimulus check that they're talking about sending out. Because they will base the stimulus check on the most recent tax filing that you have, so if you happen to have been over the limit and got, would have gotten less or no stimulus check last year, and this year because of COVID, there's less income. File your taxes quickly, unless, of course, you owe more than you would be getting in a stimulus check. I guess you know you have to do the you have to do the math for yourself. But uh, but there are some tax experts that are saying. You know, better later than or better sooner than later if your income went down and it might make a difference in you getting a stimulus check or how much you got.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Not something. Not
0: something. Yeah. Not something people necessarily think of. But, you know, if and and right now we don't even know what the stimulus check cutoffs are going to be. But the but they seem to be saying that they're going to stick with uh, there was uh, with the seventy five thousand individual and one hundred and fifty thousand as a as a couple um, limits and then scaling it down as you go up from there. Um, The um, uh, there was some talk that they were going to take it down to fifty thousand per individual and one hundred thousand per couple. And uh, and that would obviously affect a different set of people. Um, But the, uh, you know, several outspoken Democrats came out and said, are you insane? We just said we were going to put this back and we were going to do this. And now you're going to turn around and immediately not do this to the American people. Are you crazy? Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah. we got to get reelected in two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we, we, uh, you know, we ran on this. We ran on we're going to do this for you. And the, and now you're you're gonna like immediately turn around and backpedal? <laughs> Do you want your job?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, Bernie Sanders was incredibly elo- eloquent in saying, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, um, so my cat just went out, and it's chilly outside, but I'm shutting the door.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has a fur coat. <laughs>
2: exactly. He has a fur coat.
0: That was his choice. If he wants back in, he'll let you know. He'll let you know. So, hey, you know, we were talking about Instagram the other day, and I happened to look at it last night. I only look at my Instagram stuff every once in a great while. And you had, uh, you I don't know whether it was a repost or your post, but it was the Birdie Sanders? Yes. That was adorable. Yes. <laughs> Somebody had saved a bird or gotten a bird that had fallen out of its nest or something, and it had still had fuzz on the side of its head so it stuck out sideways. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> yes, I shall call him Bertie Sanders.
0: Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great little giggle, you know? And sometimes you just you appreciate those little giggles. <sighs>
2: so. we don't have enough of them. Yeah. We
0: don't have enough of them. Yeah. Come on, no. comedians. Get your work done. Make us all mom, laugh.
2: Stop being afraid of the woke mob. Yeah. We need you to poke holes and make us uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. You know, you talking, know, um,
2: part of the, the orthodoxy of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, but they, you just need to step up. And I think if enough people go like, you know, it's comedy. If you don't like it, then listen, you know, <laughs> just suck it up buttercup. Um, you know, that, and I think more comedians are sort of starting to do that. Some I think are, are, you know, hiding in the shadows, afraid to say anything because they'll get their head bit off. But, uh, um, but, but others are stepping up and going, yeah. (laughs) So what's the point? I make jokes for a living. If you don't laugh, don't listen. (laughs) It's
2: your choice. Um, and I think about, I think about some of the comments that were popular when we were growing up from Richard Pryor and George Carlin to, um Andrew Dice Clay and you know some of uh what was it the guy who died out in the on the 40 um Sam Kinison Yeah um you know they they there was nothing sacred for those guys
0: Right yeah well and they also made their bread and butter off of social commentary and and I think you know that's my preferred type of comic who 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 whose comedy is not only funny but also a little biting and pointing out some of the um, uh, inequities and 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 stupidity of of the human condition, um, I would say that right now, today of working comics, my favorite one to listen to, and he's been pretty active during COVID, is Dave Chappelle.
2: Yeah, Dave Chappelle is my is one of my favorites too. Now, sometimes he says things that make me really uncomfortable, but that's yeah. okay. That's his job. Yeah, he's yeah. he's wicked smart. I am a big yeah. Dave Chappelle fan.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. He he does definitely say things and, I, and very intentionally says things that 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 can make you uncomfortable. And some of it I don't agree with, you know, because he goes into some some political and social things that are, you know, from his perspective. But from his perspective, I think he's you know, he's trying to be honest and he's trying to get a laugh, you know, so he's balancing those things. Um, but, you know, he was one of the first ones to uh, during the, the covid thing to start doing uh you know, sit down things in his home in Ohio. He, there's a stage that he would set up out in a field and uh, and he would video that and he would have groups of people come in and sit socially distanced apart so that he could then um, put on a show and he would put on the shows and then and then post them. And, uh, you know, and I, and I applaud him for that, for, for saying, hey, you know, if ever there was a time we need to have somebody who can go out and make fun of the craziness that's going on right now it's now that we need that. You know, we need somebody to do it. And he says, that's my job. That's what I do. So he did it. And he set it up and did it up until he got COVID. And then he said, okay, we got to shut it down for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you hear, you know, he had a long-running complaint that that the contract that he had signed when he did the Chappelle show was not fair. And that as a young comedian, he was taken advantage of by the way the business is structured. And so he refused to, uh, he walked away from the show very famously. And uh, a while back, he they had started running the show on Netflix, who he has a large contract with for doing live work. And he reached out to the folks at Netflix and says, you know, this really hurts my feelings that you guys are playing this stuff because, uh, uh, you know, I was a young man and I was really taken advantage of when this stuff was done. And I, I, you know, yes, I signed a contract, but it wasn't a very fair contract and it wasn't a balanced contract because it was either, you know, we'll give you this platform to do, you know, what you do. And we'll make, sh- you know, uh, a tons of money off of it or or we won't. And you'll be, you know, go back to doing what you did and, and good luck. Have a great life. And and there was no like, hey, you know, we'll share with you this. The the fruits of your work. Well, uh, Netflix said, you know, right. OK, if it makes you unhappy, we like the work you're doing for us now. We just won't run it. So they, you know, had spent some money to license it and just said we're not going to play it. And then HBO Max followed in and sued, said, we won't play it either. And finally, Viacom, who owns CBS, who owns the rights, came back and said, you know, you're right. That contract was not fair here. And so they paid him some money for back uh, for, for previous showings. And they cut a, a new deal with him saying that going forward, we're going to give you a percentage of money that we make off of your work. Nice. So um, and all he did was strange. just publicly say, you know i don't think it was fair i think that this business as a as a whole treats people badly
2: well it does he's got a great interview on um on um oh what was that the actor's studio with oh yeah
1: yeah Um, no i've seen that find
2: the find the Chappelle interview yeah it's it's excellent
0: yeah and you're right he is um You look at him and you look at his mannerisms and stuff. And and the only thing I would say about Chappelle is that it bothers me more than this. I wish he could kick the smoking habit. Oh, my gosh. You you never see him without a cigarette in hand or or a vape in hand. And, uh, you know, I love his work. I want him to be healthy and be around for a long time. And that that worries me because he he's a chain smoker. Yeah. You know, and so I feel bad about that. He did a great episode with um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee as well. Um, yeah, he's a very funny guy. So take care of yourself, Dave.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, um, there's a, a series, uh, you can find it on YouTube as well, of his um, visits to David Letterman over the years. And when he first comes out, he's 22 years old. And he's thin as a rail. He's a skinny kid. And you could tell, I mean, he had a set that worked and he did his little bit. And it's just funny to watch him as a comedian get better and mature over time uh, because you can watch him back to back to back and uh, and just watch, see the development in how he approaches his comedy um, and how he gets better and better. Um, It's very cool but I also noticed that when he was younger, he also stood up tall and straight and now he hunches over. And I, I got to believe that that's, that's just too much smoking. That's why I was kind of starting to talk about If you look at him, you see him and he doesn't look as healthy as he used to be. And it's because he's breathing in all that smoke. Come on, Dave, get healthy. Take care of yourself, man. So.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, the mother of the Inland Regional Center terrorist—remember that from 2015—she's um, oh, finally yeah. been sentenced. Uh, Rafi, Rafia or Rafia Sharif has been facing the possibility of prison for destroying um, the shredded map drawn, drawn up by her son, Syed Farooq, um, uh, showing he and his showing him uh, and his wife Tafsheen Malik uh, how they would flee. Uh, the map was discovered several months after the couple killed 14 people and injured 22 others. In the still unexplained attack, um, uh, Mrs. Sharif pleaded guilty to felony charges of destroying evidence and apologized at her sen- sentencing. At the time of the attack, she lived in the same Redlands townhome where her son and daughter-in-law lived. Um, she said she didn't know about the explosive devices. Baloney. Um, a cell phone retrieved from a trash container outside the townhome belonging to Farouk was analyzed, um, and, but its encrypted contents were never disclosed. So um, Enrique Marquez Jr. Was, er, was earlier sentenced for supplying the guns to the couple using the attack. He denied prior knowledge of the attack and, uh, the automatic, and that the automatic weapon would be used. Um, why else would hmm. somebody want an automatic weapon? Automatic weapons have been illegal in California, well, in the United States for a very long time.
0: Yeah, fully automatic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: semi-automatic is different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the difference between fully automatic, you pull the trigger and the gun goes like a machine gun, whereas semi-automatic, each time you pull the trigger, it fires one bullet, but you can pull the trigger continuously as fast as you can move your finger back and forth. So, I mean, they're both deadly weapons, you know, But, uh, um, but yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're acquiring illegal weapons for people, then you can't really say, "Gosh, I didn't know that that they were going to be used for bad stuff." You know, it's like, okay, like really? There's a, How could you not? It's an illegal weapon. You know, <laughs> it's been banned. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, if they found that she is guilty of 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 you know assisting in any way, then absolutely. I mean, it's that's you know little. Um, little consolation to the people who lost family members in that, that horrible day. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. So Biden has reopened, uh, American, uh, the ACA enrollment. So the, uh, Obamacare, uh, has been reopened. And, uh, and so people who are interested in that at the, uh, federal level now in California I think they've California care has remained available throughout the whole thing which was California's version of that because when they launched that each state could launch their own version or if they chose not to then you could sign up for the federal version right
2: you know I'm not entirely sure but I you know I don't know
0: yeah Uh, I think that's what it was and and so when when the federal version was shut down uh, California still had their their California care so um, part of the issue has been, though, that that it's not particularly cheap and it is more like um, a uh, a one of those plans for like if you have um, a major medical. It's like a major medical plan in that in that there's really high deductibles and stuff. So it's there's not a lot of incentive to go to your doctor for well care because that's not uh, uh Uh, always covered and then the other thing that I I'm aware of is that there's a lot of places that say we're not going to take it because it pays so badly so a lot of the doctors that are out there won't take you know some of those those uh, insurances uh, for payment because it pays half of what a lot of the other insurances will pay and so it's they say it doesn't pay enough for us to to continue to accept that as one of the insurances so you know it's not perfect I guess is the answer I'm trying to get to. is Yeah, you
2: know, but it's, it beats the heck out of not having any kind of coverage. Anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if uh, if if you have no insurance and this is something that you can either uh, afford or you can get through some sort of assistance, and that's the one thing is that um, all of these plans, whether it be the, the national plan or the California care plan, is that – you know, if if you can't afford it, there is assistance available to help you pay for it so that you can get coverage. Especially if you have kids, you've got to have some kind of health care coverage. But everybody should have some. Uh, then uh, this is a uh, an opportunity for you to do that. So, anyway, it's available. They're opening. They've, they, they've uh, let's see, federal healthcare insurance exchange healthcare.gov is reopened until May fifteenth for new signups because they just relaunched it. You can also switch to a different health plan on the exchange, but some states that run their own health insurance marketplaces have different rules. So um, I don't know that it's that applicable in California, but if somebody's downloading and listening to our podcast somewhere else, uh, apparently 36 states use the federal health care platform, and the remainder uh, use their own state programs. Huh.
2: So, So um, apparently... Uh, Britney Spears's cousin and former assistant Allie Sims. No oops. Sorry. Allie Sims <laughs> speaks out after, um, a, uh, after the documentary. So, following the release right. of the framing Britney Spears, um, Ali yeah, she Sims, was in the documentary. She was. Well, no, there was, I don't know if Allie was. There was another assistant who was. I thought um, that
0: was the same person. I, maybe I'm mistaken then.
2: Maybe I'm mistaken too. So, anyway, um, uh Allie Sims says that Britney's father made Britney cut off um contact uh with Allie. And Allie if you looked at pictures of, of like Allie was always with Britney, like pictures from them early on, you know, from you know her being out and about and around the town. In her first interview in over a decade, Britney Spears' cousin and former assistant Allie Sims claims Britney's father, Jamie Spears, forced Allie to cut off contact with the pop star. This is according to eonline.com. A hundred percent, Allie who worked with a singer in the mid 2000s told NBC news that Jamie was a hundred percent threatening me with my life when he insisted she cease communication uh, with Brittany. Uh, Jamie Spears attorney, if they have not responded to NBC news for comment at the time the star was dealing with a slew of mental health issues and including two involuntary psychiatric holds and a custody battle with ex-husband kevin federline um explained i really do believe jamie would have done something if i didn't remove myself from the situation you know he was protecting Mm -hmm. his property i mean his daughter
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know yeah um, now he seems like he's
0: not a great guy
2: no he's I mean you know? he's slightly better than a pimp as far as I'm concerned yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure from his perspective he's taking care of his daughter, but it just seems like he's put up a lot of walls so that nobody can have any influence on her other than him you know yes although I say that she seems to have a boyfriend who speaks out against her dad, so she must have met him somewhere um, you know, and that's been in the last thirteen years since she met him, so it wasn't like she knew him before.
2: He's probably a backup this, dancer, to be honest with you. Yeah, you I, I don't know who his... he contact with.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah. I just don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I know there's a lot of people after that came out that really got on to Justin Timberlake, too, about uh, his Crimea River song and, and the video. And he's since come out and apologized about that. You know, I think that both of them would look at that and go, like, we were kids you do stupid things when you're kids i mean they were both in their you know early 20s if that all uh,
2: yeah i think she was 20
0: yeah and so you know, and, um yeah but it's uh, funny you know, cuz in the same apology he also apologized to um to um,
2: janet uh, jackson
0: janet jackson and i i don't i don't the, he didn't explain why or i you know i don't know the history i don't follow follow his relationships so i don't know well, why do you, you know other than he, he unclothed he her, her on the
2: yes yeah on international television
0: yeah but i mean he apologized for that almost immediately and and both of them said that was an accident i mean i was that was that oh, was there a relationship there also or
2: no no it's just that her career seems to have taken a hit after that and his didn't and so that's what it was about you know uh-huh. That's why people got upset. So uh,
0: actually, I didn't think I thought her career continued and, and even got better for a while, and then she just sort of retired or she she quit doing a lot of stuff. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't know. You know the the Twitterverse has yeah. been um, uh, tweeting about him. You know, having gotten a pass for all these years against you know what he did to britney What you know what what happened with Britney and what happened with Janet Jackson. And it's, I don't know. I don't know how much validity it has that he, that he needed to fall on his sword. They were, as far as Britney and was his relationship with Britney, they were kids. Yeah. And we don't don't know know. what happened. And it's frankly, none of our business.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, part of, part of it, I guess is just, you know, seeing him apologize. I mean, yeah. If he feels like he needs to apologize, fine. But there also seems to be this, this sensibility in, in Hollywood these days where it's like, You know if you get accused of anything even if it's you know the something stupid you have to you know be contrite and 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 beg forgiveness and say i've learned from this and you know i mean there's this sort of like stock sort of structure to these these apologies that are uh you know coming out of the the woke hollywood in order to uh to survive it otherwise they'll kill your career um yes you know in fact, uh, you know, the flip side of that is, is, you know, Gina Car- Carano, who basically didn't apologize at all. She said, screw you. I'm going to go do my own thing and got a movie deal.
2: <laughs> uh, and I love it. She went over. She's gone over to the Daily Wire. And yeah. I have not seen their movie Run, Hide, Fight because I just I just haven't seen it. I I want to watch it, but I have to be in the right mood because it's a thriller dealing with school, school mm-hmm. shootings. And if I'm Ooh. not in the right mind frame, then that'll upset me. But um Apparently, it's an excellent movie. Now, the critics don't like it because it was made by The Daily Wire. But the people who have watched it and they're rating it, the viewers, they apparently are saying it's excellent.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll have to watch that. I did watch something that was really good, though. Um, a thriller called The Little Things with Denzel Washington. And uh, it's one of those M.G. or no. Was it M.G.M.? The films that are being released on HBO Max simultaneous with the um, uh, in the theaters. But because there's so few theaters, they're releasing it on HBO Max for like a month as well. And the first one was the Wonder Woman 1984, which I thought was really bad. But uh, this was excellent. It's um, it's very much not the typical thriller that you would see they there's there's you know they went out of their way to make it a very interesting uh movie and it's uh Denzel Washington and Rami Malik are the investigators and the guy that they're they're sort of cult the culprit sort of guy behind it is Jared Leto who's who's a creepy good actor <laughs> he really is
2: um what's it and, called
0: uh, it's called The Little Things and it's on HBO Max and uh, it is well worth a watch. Yeah, so, Denzel Washington, Rami Malik and Jared Leto, uh, uh, as well as an assortment of other people. But those three are the biggies.
2: You can also watch that in a drive-in movie. It's it's playing at um, mm-hmm. in Rubidoux at Van Buren and the Mission Tiki Drive-In Theater in Swapmeet. So, yep. um, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in our area, that's those are the three that are playing it. And, and that's the thing, is that, that because there are so few theaters open, um, uh, what they've done is said that, uh, you know, we're going to, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a Warner Brothers film, and what they're doing is they're releasing things day and date, so you'll be able to get them in uh, for a limited time on HBO Max or at a theater, and after a certain amount of time, then it goes off of HBO Max, so that usually they're doing them for like 30 days. And, and then it'll still be in the theaters if it's doing well. And then eventually they'll avail- make make it available like they would had it just been in the theater. So you'll be able to get it on, you know, iTunes or, or, uh, Amazon and that kind of thing later. But, uh, yeah. Um, incentive to, to support the HBO max, but this movie is really good. Uh, it's, um, you know, current day setting, uh, a police officer who, who left his job sort of in shame and is now, he was a, a detective and now he's just a, a street cop for a county sheriff's department in Northern California. And he goes back into LA to run an errand ostensibly and gets dragged into this hunt for a serial killer. And it's, um, uh, it's well done and well acted and really interesting and, and not the typical, uh, you know, Type of, of whodunit there's some nice twists in it it's just it's a fun film uh, I recommend watching it during daylight hours so don't watch this before you go to bed
1: <laughs>
0: you don't like and not because it's bloody or gory or anything I mean it is because you know there's a serial killer involved but you know how there are certain movies you just like that's not the last thing you want to be thinking about before you crawl into bed at night <laughs>
2: Oh, well I, I Tobin and I watched a good movie this weekend and although I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes and it's only got a forty percent rating, we enjoyed it um it was called uh uh irresistible and it was a sp- screenplay written by um uh oh my gosh I've just forgotten his name the daily show um John Stewart John Stewart thank you yes,
0: popped uh, into my head doesn't always do yeah. that yeah, that's the yes. Steve Carell one, right?
2: yeah we enjoyed it now there there are critics that were saying um that it was it wasn't subtle and it was it was a bungled election comedy blah 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 i enjoyed it so if you like politics and mm-hmm. and what the point was you know it's it is i don't want to give too much away but um steve carell is uh, a big time um washington insider political um uh, strategist for the Democrats and Rose Byrne is a, that does the same thing for the Republicans and they yeah. get involved in a, in a mayoral race in a teeny tiny Wisconsin town. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I thought it was funny.
0: Yeah. Chris Cooper's in it as well. He's great. Um, Oh, I love uh, Mac- it. Yeah. Mackenzie Davis, uh, Topher Grace, if you remember him from that seventies show and Natasha Leone, who's one of my favorite actresses is also in it. So there's, there's quite a few, um, uh, fairly well-known names in there. And, uh, you know, I like Jon Stewart's comedy and his humor, his sensibilities. So I, I can see where maybe the Rotten Tomatoes people would go, eh. but it's also nice to sometimes see, you know, not only what Rotten Tomatoes ranks it, but what actual people who've seen the movie rank it. Because sometimes they tell a different story, you know?
2: Yes. Well, I, I have come to come to... I don't agree with the critics 99% of the time
1: mm-hmm.
2: because they're looking for things in movies that I think are stupid um, yeah honestly um, uh, but when I say stupid they want they want uber woke you know important messages like I don't you know is the movie entertaining does it tell a good yeah. story? is the acting good um, is the writing good? do I like the um, uh, soundtrack or whatever I mean that's yeah. the stuff that I care about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking to say, oh, that was an Oscar-worthy performance because it was meaningful in society. And it's like, no, I'm going to a comedy. I want to laugh. Did I laugh? Exactly. Then it did its job. You know. Exactly. If you laugh out loud. I watched something that made me laugh out loud the other day. I mean, belly laugh out loud. And it was something that I was surprised. But I ran across the reboot of Mad About You. And so ah. I watched a few episodes of that. And I forgot how funny they are. Those are just funny. And and, the, and the, the, the humor is humor in everyday life, you know, between a husband and a wife. And now the situation has changed because uh, their daughter is going off to college. So, you know, at the, I think their last season when they originally ran, they had, you know, gave birth to Mabel. Mabel? Mabel. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Mabel. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, but they brought back a lot of the same characters. Not all of them, but a lot of them are there so you get to see them later in life all of them and it's it's uh if you are a fan of the show originally uh it's one of those reboots that actually sort of to me flew under the radar and i'd forgotten about it but just kind of ran across it the other day and so i watched an episode and laughed out loud so i watched a couple episodes yeah
2: well i'll check it out and we are out of time
0: Time flies when you're having fun. So, thanks for joining us today. It is Monday the 15th. Tomorrow, big event, our 200th episode. Woohoo! Tomorrow, 200th episode. So, tune in for the 200th birthday celebration. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Todd Brinker.
2: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Thank you.